Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Carol Harris from the United Kingdom. Carol is 78 years young and lives in a small town in Wales with her husband, Paul. Carol has run businesses of her own for many years and coaches other people to do the same. She has written books for both children and adults, mainly based on NLP, which is Noro Linguistic Programming. Carol has shown and judged Afghan hounds, taught fencing, and enjoys taiko, which is Japanese drumming. Welcome, Carol. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. It's great to be here. Lovely to see you. Great to have you. Yes, really exciting. So you wrote a book called NLP Made Easy, and that's neuro-linguistic programming. So let's start by explaining what that is for any people who don't understand and how it helps people to be more effective at what they do. Yeah, sure. Uh, NLP really came from observing how effective people get their results. So it started, it actually started out in therapy and people were looking at some therapists who are really excellent and asking, how do they get their results? And could we break it down into component parts and teach it to other people and see if they could get similar results? And they found they could do that. So it works with looking at people's objectives, what they want to achieve, their behavior, and then what goes on inside them, their thoughts, their feelings, and their beliefs. So they're the five sort of areas. And all those things are interlinked. So that's what gets us to a result. And what happens is very often people are doing something in one or more of those areas that's counterproductive. So if we can help them identify what it is and make changes, they can get a different result. And the interesting thing about NLP is it, it, it enables us to go into detail about how people think. So, for example, if somebody says, oh, I just thought about, oh, I don't know, I thought about going out for the day. Well, that thought has a structure that they may be picturing something. They may be imagining perhaps going to the seaside and how would the waves sound? They might imagine birdsong. They might imagine people talking to them. They can imagine how it feels to be perhaps out in the sun. And that's great if we're having a good experience. Unfortunately, people do exactly the same with a bad experience. So if they have a phobia, if something's gone wrong, if they're stressed, then there's all sorts of negative stuff going on in their head. Well, if you can help them to analyze that, not in the sense of psychoanalyze it, but, but understand what it is, then you can help them make changes. And the middle bit of NLP is linguistic. So quite a bit of it is also about how people use language and we can find out all sorts of really fascinating things, such as what motivates somebody, how they're motivated through their language. I mean, there's a heck of a lot more to it than that, but that's, that's a bit right. of an outline. But it is a structured, systematic way of looking at helping people get results. That sounds very interesting because I think, you know, people don't understand, like you meet people that are always negative. They're just always negative. And I think that is probably a big part that they're thinking back to things that happened to them in the past and they're replaying it. And they're just bringing that back to the present when it shouldn't be there. 
So it sounds like that would be very helpful to people like that. Oh, that's right. And the, the other thing that people don't always understand is that there's a very, very close link between how we think, what goes in our mind, and our physiology. So, for example, if somebody is depressed, their, their, their body posture is probably depressed. Their, their voice tonality is probably depressed. Now, if you help them to have a different posture, to breathe differently, to use their voice differently, they can't have the same mental state or emotional state. So very often people just don't know how to make a change. And you can sometimes show them very simple techniques. Like, like for example, should I give you a little example? If, if, if somebody's being critical, very often people criticize themselves. So I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I shouldn't have done that. Well, you have a voice in your head with a tone, right. with a volume. So if you change it, you can hear exactly the same words, but maybe imagine your favorite cartoon character and hear those words of criticism in the cartoon voice. You cannot take it seriously. Uh, and sometimes it's as simple as that. That is really good advice because I know a lot of people that are so negative and they are critical of themselves. So they look at the whole world through that criticism because maybe they were criticized a lot when they were young. So they're just, you know, everything that happens to them, they think that they're being criticized constantly when they're not, but they were when they were young. So it sounds like a pretty easy fix if they would only look at it and be open to it. That's right. That's right. So there's lots of things that can be done, but you need to be shown how to do it. Yes, right. You need the tools, you need the techniques. So I understand that you uh, run a monthly NLP meeting for uh, a group of local retired and semi-retired people. So what kind of things go on during that monthly meeting? Like what, how does it help them and what do you do? Well, it covers actually whatever people want it to cover. It started out being just called an NLP. Uh Then we changed it to psychology and NLP because sometimes people didn't understand what NLP meant. Right. But we look at things like health and learning and memory and relating to other people, getting over Christmas, (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving, or whatever it may be. Right. Right. (laughs) How to cope with the politics of the day. So it's 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 whatever comes up. But the thing is we, we apply NLP techniques to whatever it is or or general psychological techniques so that people can understand a little bit more about how they function, how other people function and and how to cope better. So it could be anything. But in fact, we're thinking of changing the name to the NLP and laughter group because most of the time everybody's laughing. So that's good. That's (laughs) good. And that helps as well. It does because I was talking in, I think, last week's podcast about laughter. We don't laugh enough. I know we don't in the United States. We're very serious. The last 20 years, I don't know what happened, but everyone became so serious that you can't even laugh at yourself anymore. You just can't. You can't laugh at others. Everything. Comedians have a hard time because there's so many things they can't talk about before. They could just make jokes about anything and everyone would laugh. But now nobody wants to laugh and laughter is so important. Oh, that's right. I don't know if it's the same in the States, but here in the UK, we have laughter groups. And people go to the parks and they laugh. I mean, that's it. That is it. That is the sole purpose. (laughs) That is a great idea. I love that. I think more of us should do that here in the United States. And I did see a woman online that has a um, yoga, laughter yoga, which I had never heard about. So I'm going to look into having her as a guest too, because I think we need, we need to force ourselves to laugh. And by having groups where you go and you just laugh, I think that's great. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's very helpful. And your your NLP group, I think that's great too, because after the holidays, it is a good idea to kind of hash out what happened because holidays can be difficult. People start bringing up politics and different things and it's just not good. You just want to be there with your family and have fun. So they probably need to hash things out a little bit and maybe learn some techniques to use next time to be a little bit better. Mm, that's right. Yeah, sounds great. So in your bio, you talked a little bit about taiko, which is Japanese drumming, and you do that, correct? So what is what what benefits do you feel that drumming has for you? It's an interesting thing because it's not like um, drumming with a kit. You don't sit down and hit things. It's like a cross between music and martial arts. Wow. So you have very, very large drums. I mean, most of them are about the size of a beer barrel, but the mm-hmm. biggest in Japan can be two or three tons. I mean, huge. Wow. Huge. Wow. And very, very large drumsticks, rather like broom handles. And the biggest ones are like baseball bats. Literally, you need two hands. I mean, we don't use those. We need two My hands to use those. <laughs> wow. So and it's very much, uh, it's a performance it's a performance art, but, but it's it's a group thing as well. You you can do solos, but really it's a group thing. Right. And it is noisy. It is energetic. I think with anything that's noisy and energetic, it has a physical effect. The, the, the sound vibration has an effect on you physically, I yes. think. It's right. really good exercise, particularly because a lot of it is overhead. Well, if you're a bit older, I've got my yes. eyes covered, haven't I? But if you're a bit older, that, that's one of the first bits that, you know, you can work. Great. It's really, really good exercise. Even nice. if you're doing it and you're always standing, you never sit. Uh-huh. You're standing or moving. Right. So it's actually a pretty good workout. So if people want to look it up, you know, you go online and Google Taiko. It's T-A-I-K-O. And there's all sorts of videos up there and you, you can see what it is. I did look it up and we have a group in Philadelphia that does it. So yeah. it was very interesting to see that. And they go around and perform a lot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so I can it's, see it's, it's exercise. And I think the vibration of the drums have to be really beneficial. Oh, I think so. Because there's a lot of people doing sound therapy. Yes. And they have gongs and they have symbols and all sorts sorts of things that, that, that vibrate. And this is very similar, except you don't pay somebody for a therapy session. You just go along and do it. There you go. <laughs> it's funny, in episode 57, which is only two episodes ago, my guest, Catherine St. in her book, 80-somethings, a practical guide to letting go aging well, and finding unexpected happiness. I love that title. But in the book, she had a list of 50 exciting things for 80-somethings to do. And number 45 was join a drumming group, believe it or not. On my wall, I have a picture of somebody who is, I can't see, she's she's in her 90s anyway, she's a drummer. And there's a photograph of her when she was very young and present day. She's keep drumming, but she's still doing it. That's excellent. And I do think it's probably very helpful. And just the fact that drumming has come up twice in the matter of a couple of weeks, I think it means something that I should really point out to boomers that if you're looking for something to do, join a drumming group. And they do have some drumming groups that are more like American Indian drummers where you sit around and drum. So there's all different kinds of drumming groups, but I think it's really good just for the vibrations that come out of the drums. Drums can be very, very healing no matter what. But mm. the the tai ki tai ko I forget mm. how you say it tai ko drumming sounds really 
good physically because you're standing and you're using your arms a lot. So if you can find a group near you, that sounds like it would be excellent exercise and therapy at the same time. That's right. And also, I don't want to put people off. If somebody can't stand, you can do it sitting. Yes. You know, it's, yes. It's not ideal, but you can do it sitting. But so you can, yes. You don't have and to those- be excluded if you can't stand for long periods right mm. and those drums are very big i was looking at their very they big are. drums <laughs> you don't want to be carrying them about but it sounds like a lot of fun mm. oh yes it is yeah yeah absolutely so at 78 you still have two more books planned uh what else are you looking forward to in the future and then tell us a little bit about the books you have planned oh gosh well i'm actually can't talk about it i'm setting up something new but it's kind of under wraps for the moment but but i hope to announce that in the new year i was i, I thought it might be a bit earlier but it'll be in the new year but okay that, that, that's going to be quite interesting the thing is I, i'm I, i'm going to uh, change my LinkedIn profile because at the moment it says what I do but actually the thing is I keep getting waylaid by ideas that's the main thing that happens um, and I've got a very low boredom threshold so if something interesting crosses my path I tend to follow it so and in fact that's how that's how the, the next two books happened because I wasn't planning on doing any books this year I had three out last Christmas there were two new ones and one that was a revised book so most of them are for adults and some for children as well. Well, then I started doing a series of posts on LinkedIn, which were basically business tips. Mm-hmm. But they're all conversations between me and inanimate objects around the house. So I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so there's going to be about 100 of those. I've done about half of them so far. And <laughs> so I just go around chatting to these objects and they talk about business. Well, I think the world has enough business books. So this is not a how to run a business book. It's, look, here are some ideas. If you're new to business, if you're just starting out, maybe, if it's something you'd like to know more about, here are some topics, issues, things that come up in business. If it's interesting, go and find out about it. There's enough stuff out there already. Right. I don't need to write another guide to business, but I'm hoping that it'll kind of stimulate people's interest. So it was only going to be a series of posts on LinkedIn. And then people started saying, is it going to be a book? So I thought, well, I suppose it could be, so it's going to be a book. And then literally a couple of weeks ago, I thought, actually, it'd be quite nice to do a companion to that. So there's going to be another one, which is conversations between me and food. Ah, wow. And so that one's going to be about personal effectiveness. Uh-huh. And there's going to be recipes in it too. I did I did do one cookbook, but this is this is little tiny recipes so it might be say you know here's a lettuce leaf chat's the lettuce leaf and then here's something you could do with lettuce (laughs) great oh that sounds so interesting (laughs) very very different which is great yeah 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 we we do like different and hopefully amusing because humor is really important to me and and I don't want to go through life being bored so hopefully they're not going to bore people (laughs) Right. I think humor is so important. Like I said before, we just, we're just not laughing enough. We don't use humor enough. And humor is so, so important in everything we do. And, you know, you make a mistake, you should be able to laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, don't get right. upset. Oh my gosh, I made a mistake. Don't get upset. Laugh, laugh about mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, everybody makes mistakes and mistakes sometimes lead to something very productive, right? Yeah, that's right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So laughing's important. So if you had one bit of advice for my boomer nation, what would it be? I think carry on doing things that you enjoy. Because when I talk to youngsters about Mm -hmm. setting up businesses, the one thing I say to them is 
pick something you enjoy doing because it's hard enough for you to get out of bed in the morning anyway, let alone to do it for something you don't like. Right. And I think as people get older, they should have hopefully have a bit more time to do things they like. And it's never too late. So even if you're not going to be, you know, there's all sorts of things. I'd love to have started when I was 20 or 30. I know at my age, I'm not going to be able to do them as well as I could have done at that age. Well, it doesn't stop me trying to do them because you can still enjoy something. And I think it's really important that if you do things you enjoy, it switches on different hormones in your body. It makes you, it makes you healthier. It makes you more energetic. It makes you more cheerful. So, so really just think about things you enjoy and try and do more of them. Exactly. It's so important to have a reason to get up in the morning because, you know, once you're retired from your regular job, if you don't have a schedule and you don't have a reason to get up, the day gets away from you and you've accomplished nothing and then you don't feel good because we as human beings feel better when we've accomplished something. So, and we want to be able to look back when we're in our nineties and say, wow, look what I did in my seventies. Look what I did in my eighties. You know, you can, and there's so many people, even in their nineties, still working, still accomplishing things. Uh, And even if you just do work on something you love, it doesn't have to be anything that benefits anyone else. If you love painting, then you should be painting. If you've always wanted to write a book, then you should try and write your book. Just start writing, just start writing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you have marathons in the States. We've got them here. We have the London Marathon is, is one of the world's really famous ones. Yes. And we were watching it on television a few few years ago. And there was an, a, a man who was running. Now, he was over 100. But the interesting thing is he didn't start running until he was 80. Oh, wow. See that? That is really interesting. So it is never, ever too late. Ever. Yeah. I talked to a man here in the States who started singing professionally at 75. He kind of got noticed he was doing some kind of a, um, I forget what it was. I forget what you call it, where you do a show, just a volunteer thing. And somebody heard him and he started getting jobs singing at some of the casinos in Atlantic City. So he started professionally singing at 75, which is amazing. Amazing. Oh, that's great. That's so right. it's never too late for anything, right? No, absolutely. No, yeah. people put artificial limitations on themselves, and if you don't do. try, you don't you don't know. Yes, I so think they that, think in their head, go. "Well, I'm too old to do that now," which you never are. You, if it's something physical, then you have to build up to it. You start yeah. slowly and build to it. But really, at 80, he started running, and he was still running at 100. So that just shows you how beneficial that physical activity can oh, be. Oh, that's right. And look, I've run various businesses in my time. My, my main one, I started when I was 60. See? Right. Now, 60 doesn't sound old now, but at the time, <laughs> I think it probably yeah, did. Yeah, but there are 60-year-olds years old, 60 year olds that think, I can't do that. I can't. They, they put the limitations on themselves. Absolutely. So I think the best thing for people our age is that we have to just keep active and engaged and think of different things that you really love to do and then go out and do them. Don't say to yourself, because we all have that little voice in our head saying, oh, you can't do that or you're too old or you're you're just not strong enough or whatever. So we, and I guess the NLP can help us with those voices as well. Oh yeah. And also actually there's another couple of little NLP things that help. So if it's something that you'd love to do, but you're scared or you don't think, or, or you think you're too old or whatever, picture it first, visualize it in your head, Make a, a, a mental image of yourself doing it 
and then imagine what that would feel like. And if you want to make that even more powerful, do it physically. So imagine a line along the floor in your room and picture yourself at the end of that line doing whatever it is you're thinking about doing and make that image as clear as you can. So you're watching yourself like an observer. And when it's a really clear picture, walk over and stand where you've been picturing it. And you start getting the feelings. Oh, so that's what it would be like if I did it. Now, the interesting thing about that is it doesn't just happen at that moment because your brain builds a nerve, we call them neural networks, neural pathways. It, it builds connections between brain cells. So even if you've only imagined it, your brain thinks you've done it. Wow. And if you keep imagining it, it builds a stronger and stronger connection so it seems real. And so therefore it seems more achievable. Right, right. I've heard of that. Like athletes will sometimes before a big performance imagine them going through everything they need to do in their mind right before they perform and it helps them perform better because now That's their right. mind sees them as winning or, or accomplishing whatever it is they're accomplishing. It does, it helps. So Absolutely. if athletes can use those little tools to help them out, we should be using them as well. Yeah, yeah. And and that, can. Yeah. And that way you can accomplish anything. And someone who has always wanted to start their own business, which there's people out there that are in their 60s thinking, I'm too old. No, if you live to be 90 and you start something in your 60s, you've got many years to do it, correct? Well, actually, it doesn't even have to be then. One of the businesses I'm involved with, the oldest person who joined, now didn't join me, but joined that, that organization. When he joined, he was 93. And within two years, he was earning more money than he got in his pension. But he started at 93. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So that's another thing you're involved with, right? Helping people earn extra income because I know there's a lot of boomers in the United States that just don't have enough income anymore. Um, you know, if they've been retired 10 years and now inflation is hitting all time high, so that's going to make their dollar go even less yeah. far than it used that's to. Right. So, so that's if right. anyone's looking for help earning extra income, you can go to Carol's website, and I assume there's a place there that they can get more information. Yeah, there is, and, 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 and I work with people in the States, so it just doesn't matter where somebody is. Oh, good, good. That's they perfect. Could, they could be almost anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. That's perfect. So where can my audience find you? Give us your website, and then tell us you know, where they go to find your books. Give us that information. Okay, well, my website is really simple. So it's Carol Harris. You probably see it on the screen. See my name there. Hopefully people see that. Carolharris.uk. That is it. That's okay. the website. There's no co.uk. It's just carolharris.uk. Um, if they want to contact me, they can email and it's just info at carolharris.uk. And then if they want to see my books, they can go to the website. There's a page with all the books on. Um, and I know we've been talking about this. They should all be available through Amazon in the States. If anybody has a problem in getting them from Amazon, email me and I'll help you sort it out or I can send you something from here. Just be slightly careful because there is somebody else with the same name who writes different sorts of books. You can see some of my books behind me on, on, on the front <laughs> cabinets. <laughs> so when you, get to, when you get to my website, there's pictures of them all. So you can see which, one, which ones of mine. And we're talking about free stuff. We're just putting a section on the website for some free things. And I'm going to be adding to that or, or, or changing some of them pretty much each week. I'm just about to start an email newsletter. So if anybody's interested in receiving that, again, email me 
and I add you to the list and there'll be new free stuff pretty much each week of things that are going up there at the moment, an extract from one of my books for adults, a picture from one of the children's books for kids to download and colour in. There's going to be a whole section on memory from one of my business books, How to Improve Your Memory. And there's going to be a tip sheet on how to survive Christmas or any other <laughs> occasion good such idea. as that. <laughs> so there's lots of stuff up there. Oh, that's great. That's great. So lots of useful information. So I hope my baby boomers here in the U.S. will go to Carol's website, look up the information, and please take advantage of it. So thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been lots of fun talking with someone across the pond, as you say, in the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I encourage my boomers to go and to your website and take advantage of the books, the free stuff, all of it. Yeah, they're very welcome to do that. And if they just want to contact me and have a chat anytime, always happy to do that as well. Oh, that's great. That's great. That'll be so much fun. Well, you've been a great guest, a lot of useful information. I know my boomers are going to love it. So thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, it's been great being here. Thanks, Thank Karen. you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.